last time on D&D. Seems like you guys never been in the Mornland before. We haven't. Not since it wasn't the Mornland. Just didn't look like this when we were here. Oh, breathe deep. It's not a place like this in the world. And in those last pressing hours, as you stumble forward even more so, you force your way through the gray fog and you hear the voices stirring all about you. And before you know it, clarity. Never thought I'd be so happy to see this place. It's a sight for sorry eyes. You three did a remarkable thing, and I will never forget that. Mother Superiors, your saviors have arrived. Ah, we don't serve your kind here. Nice to see you too. Orange Eyes presents a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign. DM'd by Alex LaFerrier. Starring Andrew Gallagher playing Erd. Ian Selig playing Garum. And John Selig playing Graf. Eberron Chronicles Oracle of War, Season 1. Mother Johanna jumps back and catches herself as she's just let out these horrible, harsh words. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please have mercy on me. It's not often we see a group of such brave souls enter the church. <laughs> she can, you can see her, you see her start wringing her hands. <laughs> we don't want to be here any more than you want us here. What brings you to my... Simple chapel. <laughs> Your posting said you needed some uh, faithless scoundrels, I think. So we're we're at your service. Oh my, you've answered our prayers. I've been hoping for some help. I just didn't think it came in the form of you three. <laughs> Is that a problem? You can see Mother Johanna eyeing each one of you very carefully. My visions just showed me something else, but I guess we can't be choosers in these times. <laughs> uh. Your flattery is astounding. However, we're here for a job, so what do you need? Well, as you see, my post has detailed this faithless scoundrel f- fellow. I definitely have this, uh, how you say, issue. She points over to the flag that you saw in the back of the room. This chapel was blessed with a relic called the Arrow of Truth. And this relic came from the heart of Flamekeep, the headquarters of the Church of the Silver Flame. And as you can see, our altar is quite bare without it. And I could use a pair of willing hands to go and find this. Do you have any any clues, any leads? All I can tell you is that I had an experience before the new year, over a week ago, in which I left my acolyte, Jaren, here only to encounter him again in the marketplace not more than an hour later. By the time we returned back to the chapel, the arrow of truth was missing. Clearly, we both have been played. Sounds like a rough day, huh? So listen, sweetie. Can I call you sweetie? It sounds like a doppelganger took your uh, trinket. Is that a fair word? It is a holy object. You must pay it some respect, if you will. So a trinket. (laughs) I guess. We jest, we jest. But uh, it seems, would you agree that a shape changer was involved? It seems it, unless I'm seeing doubles here. Well, guys, how do we find a shape changer? That's a great question. Do you have anything else of value 
that we could leave out as bait. Are you thinking this thief is going to come back? I doubt that. Once a viper strikes, they never go back to the same nest. Hmm, you really seem like you know much of the ways of the vipers. Hmm. All right, what about our next idea? I believe that this theft might have been orchestrated by one of the, how do you say, uh, traitors here in Salvation. A man by the name of Zodor, if you could call him a man. He's one of your type, and he sh- she looks over towards Garum. So you're saying I'm not a man? Bit rude, sweetheart. You understand, a human is not, and she points over to Erd, is not a... An orc is not a, mm. a tiefling. I'm familiar with your kind. I'm surprised to see you even here in this chapel. <laughs> it's almost like what you believe doesn't matter. We are far from the warmth of the flame out here. <laughs> she starts wringing her hands again. So what can you tell us about this uh, fellow? Well, I know that Zodor deals in all sorts of trades coming in and out of salvation. I'm sure he would deal in the hot goods of stolen religious artifacts like this Arrow of Truth. I'm sure he's up to something. If this doppelganger you suggest is a tool in his arsenal, for sure he's working for Zodor. Where could we find Zodor? Zodor has a small little shanty here in Salvation, off on the edges of town, near the mud pits. And this Zordon, is he dangerous? He always has his crew around, that's for sure, and uh, he's willing to cut a good deal, but I don't know if he's willing to admit the fact that he's hired someone to steal my artifact. Let me ask you this. Does his crew scare you more than an orc, a tiefling, and a beast friend? I don't think so. Hmm. All right, then. So it seems like you're back in the right horse so far. Uh, We haven't yet talked about payment, though. What's the reward for recovering a priceless artifact? Seems to me the reward should be approaching priceless. The Church of the Silver Flame rewards those who help its cause, even if it isn't a monetary reward. But, but I can see it in your eyes, as orange or as green or as bestial as they may be. I'm willing to part with a few things. Your choice, of course. Is, uh, is bestial a color? <laughs> so do we get to choose among uh, more of your hot goods? Is that the reward for helping you? If hot goods is what you're looking for, I can definitely offer up a flask of the Silver Flame's fire. Or, noticing the bow on the back of Garum, perhaps these 20 silver arrows for finding and returning the relic could come in hand. Erd, you've been a little quiet. What are you thinking about all this? Think we can be of service here? Yeah, of course. We can be of service here. Maybe she can uh, spread her name a little bit more. You ever hear the rabble? I can't say that I have. Oh, we're making our making our name around here, and uh, maybe you can uh, spread your name around to anybody else who needs a job after we take care of this one for you, huh? The Silver Flame is welcoming, that's for sure. I'm surprised to see a salvage crew enter the chapel doors. It's been a while. The last crew we've seen... I haven't heard from in a while. We're more than just a salvage crew. We don't play by those rules anymore. Fair enough. I'm just surprised. That is all. What happened to to your last crew? Oh, people pass through salvation all the time. It wasn't my crew. They just came here looking for a blessing. Yeah, lucky that's uh, that's not our scene. So uh, we'll go and uh, 
try to find this Zoldor. Fair enough. I'm glad we can do this uh, business together. This church hall is always open to those in need. <laughs> Forgive my introduction. I was just lost in prayer. I was startled. It's okay, sweetheart. We know how it is. We're not blind. We tend to warrant those types of reactions or even around here. She nods knowingly and starts backing away a bit. Just remember, though, we come back with your trinket. Hot goods. She nods again. All right. Let's get to it, then. As we make our way out, Erd yells over to her, Hey, why don't you keep on praying for us while we're out there? Huh? If this stuff really works, why don't you help us out, huh? As we walk, I'm just like, Erd, you getting soft? Yeah, I don't know. We may as well try anything to give us a hand around here, even if this you know crap doesn't work. Guess you're right. Maybe it'll help us out a little bit. I don't know. I'll give her something to do. With the shit we've seen in the smoldering pit formerly known as Sire, I, I almost don't blame you. Almost. I'll take what I can get. Zodor's office is made from lashed-together timbers with an upturned artillery wagon serving as a roof. The structure perches on stilts over a mud-filled crater. A rickety ladder ascends to the entrance, and a curtain of yellowing bones threaded on copper wires acts as a door. A bone door, huh? Hmm. So you approach this establishment far on the edge of salvation. You can see this mud pit, this sort of uh, dirty landscape acts as sort of a natural boundary to his office. You can easily make your way up and into the shanty. Anything we need to do, fellas, before we introduce ourselves? I think uh, as long as we keep you in the front, I think we're good to go. Mm. Fantastic. I say we uh, make ourselves known here. So what do we need to know? Are there people around? Is there an easy, clear door? I mean, you called it an office, which I think is maybe just a cute name that a bandit has for his hideout, which I kind of love. Um, or maybe he's actually like an accountant by day. I don't know. But what are we seeing? It's a shanty on stilts above a mud crater, and there's a ladder that leads up to the shanty, which is maybe about like six feet high or so. You'd have to climb this ladder to get to this entryway into the outpost. Yellowing bones hang on copper wire and acts as like a, a doorway. So it's like a little shack. Yep. All right. All right. What's our story? We don't want to go in swinging, I assume, so... Yeah, we could just to kind of yell for yell for Zordon if you want and see if he'll come out, uh, get his attention somehow, or we go right through the door, or... Well, I think we just want to make sure that we get his name right. It's Zoloft? Zordo? Lord Zed? <laughs> Zodor? Zodor. Zodor. Like Hodor, but Zodor. Zodor. Well, we can try... What do you guys think? What do you think the approach is? I said we just knock on his door. Knock on the bone door. <laughs> and then just go with the first thing that pops in our head? Yeah, why not? Hmm. Well, I'm not the brains here, so... Uh, <sighs> please don't tell me I'm the brains. I'm not. <laughs> well, you're not the brawn. Okay. What if we do something odd for us? What if I go up and tell them the truth? Yeah, do it. Right? Because maybe we can make a deal. Or maybe we can get some more info. Or... What do we miss out on, right? The blessings of a church that is a million miles away? It'd be pretty cool to have some more arrows, especially some uh, fancy silver ones. Funny, I would have thought someone like you might not love silver arrows. I don't have to touch them. I just have to use them. <laughs> Maybe don't 
give away the entire truth. Maybe just see if we can get some information about a doppelganger first. I mean, we could just say we're another sal- we, if we're going to go the lying part, we can say another we're another salvage crew looking for that uh that piece or heard that he acquired something uh, of value and try to weasel our way in, maybe get a, a view of it and then uh steal it from him by force. Lying and stealing does feel more at home. I just think we don't know what we're up against yet. We just came back from a big mission that went, I might say, poorly. So, I personally think we might want to use a bit more delicacy than we're used to. Fair point. I'll let you try the honesty approach. Just uh, maybe don't lay all the cards on the table. When have I ever done that? All right, so Graf will climb the ladder and say, Yoo-hoo! I'm here to speak of a business transaction. I hear that this is the office. And inside this little decrepit old hut, you can see parts of various machines and rocks and rubble and buckets of scrap metal strewn about. And within there, you can see two bodyguard thugs sorting through some of the stuff. And this creature in the background that has narrow feline features and a pierced eyebrow makes eyes right at Graf, as if he was expecting someone to show up. Come on in. I appreciate the greeting. Pleased to meet you. To Graf and Reed Venner. What kind of operation do we have going on here? <sighs> and he's kind of like silently purring to himself. <sighs> the graffery, huh? <sighs> what are you interested in? I've been sent to retrieve a very specific trinket of no significant value for the local church. I heard that it's possible it ended up in your fine trading facility. Hmm, you're a brave one. <laughs> Coming all these ways. Or stupid. Just gives him a big smile. Hmm. I wish I had something like that in my enclave. <sighs> we only deal in the finest of goods. Not that religious trash. Can't say we disagree there. Um, interesting. Might you be able to help me track down a, a certain treasure hunter then? I employ a number of treasure hunters. Hmm. I'm looking only to discuss, um, but I'm looking for someone who might be able to eh, assume a different form on a whim, perhaps. You know how it is. We all have these weird powers. Just looking for someone who can just look like somebody else, you know? You can see Zodor starts going to the back wall and starts uh, picking up this long metal. It looks to be like a sharp metal edge of something, and he seems to start rearranging pieces in his office. I have nothing like that in my roster of hirelings. Hmm. Do you know of anyone about town? And Graf is like totally acting like he doesn't even see the blade, but... He sees the blade and he's just like, okay. <laughs> um, but he's just going to keep bluffing away and be like, oh, interesting. So you don't know of anyone around town who might be able to help me with a special mission where I need someone to look like me. Can't say that I do. And he tosses the blade across the room and it clatters into a bin of scrap metal. Graf looks at the giant piece of sharp metal land on the other side of the room and says, all right, well, thank you very much. If you hear of such a person, you can find us over at the Gray Beyond, and uh, I think we might have an interesting business proposition for him and maybe you. So 
Until next time, thank you for your hospitality. And he kind of just moonwalks back toward the ladder and starts climbing down. Zodor speaks up to his two human thugs that are sorting through the metal. Shybox rolls. Do you know anyone like this? And they stop sorting through the metal and they look at him and then look at you and then shake their heads now. Remember this guy's face. And they see you kind of slink away. And you hear you know, some of them, well, it's unforgettable. Yeah, look at those eyes. That line, remember this guy's face, sticks in Graf's head. Because he's like, if I was a changeling of some kind, I'd probably want to get a good look at the face. So I'm going to store that away in the old memory bank and then say, have a great day, and then climb back down the ladder. Shybox and Rolls go up to the edge of the shanty, looking outward, and see you descend the ladder. Erd and Garum are standing off in the distance. How'd it go, Graf? Was this an easy one, or it's excited to see him back so quickly? Yeah, well, you know how these things, uh, how it goes. These things require some delicacy, and uh, it seems they did not have any information for us, so it seems we should just regroup at the pub. And he's, like, trying to be like, let's talk about it later. Well, that's never a hard sell for me. You buying? Yeah, as always. I don't think I have a choice. Uh, nothing but the best, Graf. Oh. <laughs> and Nerd starts walking away with Graf, but keeping keeping an ear out for what's going on behind him at the office location. Once Graf's sure he's out of earshot, like, well out of earshot, like, maybe five, ten minutes later on the walk back, um... He says, something's weird. I don't know if they're not telling me something or if one of them is a a shape changer or what, but it's possible they just didn't have any info, but I didn't fully trust that whole deal. What did you see up there? What was it like? Who did you talk to? It seemed, so I met Zobro. um, What's his name? Zordon? Zodor. Zodor, like Hodor, right, 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 Hodor. So I met Zodor, and he um, was like a more feminine version of you, Garam. He had the cat features instead of the uh, wolf features. And, you know, it didn't seem like anything that out of the ordinary. It seemed like a normal scavenge operation, uh, you know, salvage gang. But uh, I can't. It was a tough one to read. Al, can I make a retroactive... um... So, yes, you can make a wisdom insight check. I feel a little awkward about this retroactively, but I was going to let it be just role-playing, and if you let it role-play that way, then I'm going to let it go that way. I'm just not sure where the role-playing ends and the... Well, it ends when you say, I'd like to confirm this with my skills as a character. Okay, fair enough. Um, How about a 16? You definitely feel like he's covering something up. I definitely feel like he's covering something up. Now that you've given it some space and distance, you wonder if you could have pushed a little bit more, but it seemed like you backed out of the room a little too quickly. You know, I, I feel like going in and telling the truth was a bold move, and when I when it didn't immediately backfire, I was emboldened, but it took a... I just got a weird vibe when he lifted up a giant sharpened metal blade so I excused myself before it got ugly, but now I'm kind of regretting it because we probably could have held our own if things got ugly, but at the same time, wasn't looking for trouble yet. But something doesn't sit right. Seems like they know something they weren't willing to tell me. And it seems like 
they made a special note of my face. So if you guys see another me, don't trust them. Good to know. Although maybe that's exactly what we need to look for. And then we'll have our guy. That'd be a little bit too easy. Would it? Or what if you guys get messed up and then attack the wrong one? And it's a classic parent trap situation. Well, maybe we could all get some face coverings or find a mask and uh, parade around for a little while just looking for you. Hmm. So this is hard because I don't have a great memory and there's a lot of places in town. Are there places in town that we've been that we might think to go looking for ne'er-do-wells? I mean, I'm sure there are. The whole town is ne'er-do-wells. I think the only place that we've really been is the hotel and the bakery. I do hate that bakery. We can talk to to Resin. Resin, uh, the bartender, seems to have a good keep on uh, all the salvage crews and different things going on. Maybe he can give us uh, some more info on Zodor and how to uh, That's a good idea. infiltrate his, uh, his thing. Yeah, that might be helpful to talk about. We'll go talk to Resin. So before you know it, you find yourselves back in the familiar Grey Beyond Tavern. The faces have switched up and moved about a little bit. But there's Reeson at the bar, tending to a few customers' drinks. What's that wacky old gnome up to? He's not there right now. Aw, bummer. Ryson, we have news and we need help. Yes, I would expect you guys to come around these parts for some information. Lay it on me. What do you guys got? So, we need someone who can change the shape of their face. Do you know anyone like that? Oh, that's a rare ask. Why do you ask such needs? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, you know, we got, we started out, and it, Graf's apparently just feeling honest today. So he's like, you know, it started out as a job. We were looking to find a stolen trinket, but now it's become more personal. And I have some ideas for how we might use someone with that particular ability. You sure you don't know anyone? A stolen trinket? Is this what you guys got yourself wrapped up in with Johanna? That's what started it, but honestly, I'm not really concerned with her and her hot goods. Oh my goodness. Yeah, rumor has it that her little lackey, Jaren, was heading into Zodor's office with something wrapped up in a bundle of uh, scarves, and who knows? Things probably long gone. So she claims... Why can I not remember names? Jared? What was it? Jaren. Jaren? She claims the Jaren that you saw wasn't the Jaren, if you catch my drift. Hmm. I see it's all coming together now. Oh, boy, you guys got yourself in a pickle, that's for sure. So do you know of anyone? (sighs) Yeah, some people say that Dryev... At the salvage market, tends to employ some interesting folk like that. People always are complaining about him, and let me tell you, he'd cut his nose off to spite his face. (laughs) All right, well, let's go find this Dryev. Do you think one of us should stay here in case uh, Zodor comes knocking? You did tell him to find us here. I must admit... I'm a bit nervous to split from you guys in case a less authentic version of me finds you before I do. 
Well, as long as you are always with one of us, then let's say that you two go off. If you were to come back not with Erd, then I would know that you're not you. Mm. And Graf thinks he's torn between Garam's the smarter, more aware of the two, so he might have a better chance of spotting a phony Graf, but Erd is the more chaotic of the two, and if I go off with him, he may well see a squirrel and go running after it, and then I may have to come back by myself. So it's a, tr- it's a tricky one. We could also just tell Reeson to keep an eye out for us and I'll travel together. Reeson, do you know Zodor? I hate to say that I do. What do you got on him? What are you willing to tell me? I'll buy a round for everyone in this bar if you give me something useful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your people over here, what your offer is. Uh, Zodor is on the edge of town. You know, he doesn't like to deal with the salvage market. He doesn't like to deal with salvage crews. He's got his own hirelings, so to speak. Let me tell you, if he was the one dealing with stolen goods, I'd say it's him. Good to know. Anything else about Dryev? Well, don't expect to get top dollar with Dryev. He's always willing to give the lowest possible amount for a salvage. He's not necessarily allowing people to go deep into the gray. He'd much rather have those edge guys work for him. Another edge guy. Graf, um, thanks for a moment. Dryev's got a reputation to keep around these parts. He works in the salvage market. If there's any law, it's in the salvage market, let me tell you. But Zodor's on the edge of town. So if I had to say, if you're looking for some hot trinkets, it's probably coming from Zodor. But if you're looking for someone that can change their shape, it's probably working for Dryev. Maybe someone's double dipping. My last question for you, Reason. If I had to trust... Dryev or Zodor, who should I trust? He leans in, putting his burnt hand on the counter and brings his face in real close. Me. And leans back. I I thought you were going to kiss me. I mean, clearly I already trust you. You're my best friend. And he just gives him like an earnest, weird look with his orange eyes. I trust you, Reason. Why won't you tell me the answer to that question? Because I'm saying anyone here in Salvation can go either way. One day they're your best friend. The other day they're selling your body for a copper. Hmm. But your old buddy Reese in here, he's always got your glass filled and your heart full of stories. Quite. And Graf just kind of like backs away. <laughs> so uh, how much is this going to cost you there, Graf, paying for everyone's drink? Uh, but the technicality there was, I said, if he gave me anything useful. My case is proven true, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I was just hoping you'd give me one more bit of info. Seemed quite useful to me. A round of your bottom shelfiest liquor for everyone. Hooray! <laughs> it's gonna be two silver. Yeah, sure. Booking. Just give him a gold. No, there's a big difference between two silver and a gold. Do you want to be on his good side or not? The last thing I'll tell you guys is I'm working on getting in a new shipment of fine Carnathy gin for the rabble. <laughs> Ah, well then, in that case, I flip him two more silver. Have it ready for us when we return. So it's uh, the option of either going to see Drive in the salvage market. We can go back to Zodor and just try to fuck him up. Or just try to get more info. Um, well, we can go to the, to Dryev and, and ask more info from him. And Plus that. You know what our mistake was sending me? It should have been Garum. Garum, he might trust you. Why, just because I'm a shifter too? Maybe it'll be dogs and cats. 
I don't know. But it might be worth a try. They've already seen my face. We can try again. So you want to sacrifice me and add in case they take my face too? I'm not sac. I'm just, hey, I did it. I'm just saying you go in. You you try getting more info. Clearly, I, uh, I, I, I didn't get everything we needed. I don't know. We'll get your back, Aram. Anything goes wrong, we got you. You know we do. Should we do that first or should we try... Uh hanging out with Dryev first. Let's go see Dryev. Let's go see Dryev and then if that doesn't work out I'll try to go see Zodor. So we're going to mosey our way on to the salvage market. Perfect plan. Great work, Graf. You eventually find your way at the salvage market. Despite the time of day as the sun is setting it's still packed with all sorts of various people rummaging through wares and crates and buckets and bins pulling out tubes and wires and sprockets and gizmos. This thing is always stocked with various sorts of people. And you see off in the corner a familiar Bellalore table servicing a whole host of people picking up various wares. But on the opposite corner, you notice a strange man that you've only passed by a couple times. As you approach this table in the corner, you see one of these salvage brokers has a mask over his nose and it seems to have a ventilator as this piece of machinery is strapped around the back of his head. He seems to have lost his nose in the last war. And there he sits. You are 16 silver? I'll give it you over 12. He starts negotiating with some of the people at his table and this ventilator is just pulsing with just snot and sweat. What do you guys think? Do you think that's our Dryev? Rather moist for someone named Dryev. It doesn't seem so dry in that mask with all that snot moving around. I never quite seen anything like that. Although, didn't we hear that he would cut off his own nose to uh, spite his face there? <laughs> oh, wow. Perhaps that joke was far more insensitive than we realized. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Who's going who's gonna to talk to him first? Well, you talked to... Zodor. I'm going to talk to Zodor. So maybe Urge should talk to Dryev. It only seems fair. Are you sure? Graf thinks about this. <laughs> what are you going to tell him, Urge? <laughs> well, I don't know. We're, we're, what are we, who's this guy we're looking for? Uh, Urge kind of is like trying to remember what, what's going on here. D- does he have the thing? The flame? You know what, Urge? I think you got this. What are you gonna go? What are you gonna go say? What are you gonna say when you talk to Dryev? I'll ask him if he's got the the arrow of the flame, right? No, no. He probably doesn't. We're gonna ask him if he knows any shape changers because that's what we're looking for. Uh, okay. So Erd makes his way up to Dryev, and I think we're close behind. <laughs> Dryev, huh? What do you want, Green One? Next to him is this little halfling thug. Sizing up some of the crowd, especially a you three as you approach. Eh, we're, we're new around here and we're uh, looking for some sort of uh, assistance on a job. Uh, some, looking for uh, special talent, if you know what I mean. Oh, we got tons of jobs around here, Barney. <sighs> what do we want for you? Erd kind of looks around, around his back. Graf and Garam just give him a little thumbs up from the back. <laughs> You got it, buddy. Slinks down a little bit quiet and gets closer to him. We're, uh, we're looking for some sort of uh, shape changer kind of kind of guy. You know where we can find one of those? We're look, trying to steal a hot item. He leans in a little bit closer. 
Why are you being all secretive about it, buddy? I don't deal with stolen goods. But if you see my buddy Whist, you tell him he's not working for me anymore. And the thug kind of speaks up. We had a changeling around here. His name was Whist. He says, I hasn't been around here anymore. Seems he's gone and will start working for Zodor. Why is he, what's so good about this Zodor guy? What, wouldn't he want to work with you, a fine guy like you? I'm sure you pay top, top coin. Yeah, about time someone says that about me. Are you damn straight? The Zodor guy, why would he, why would he do this? Why would, why would he, why would he put, associate himself with someone like this? What kind of guy is he? He says he'd be paying more than I do. Huh. Well then what kind of, what kind of wares does this Zodor guy deal with, huh? If he's paying so much more than you, huh? Zodor doesn't like to work in the salvage market because he deals with stolen goods. Well, I got a reputation to keep. I can't be working with this <sighs> stolen hot goods. Huh. Heard kind of looks around and... And, <laughs> and the little halfling thug speaks up. He's like, yeah, you, you might understand. We got a reputation to keep around here. Well, since you guys seem like you're uh, upstanding guys here, uh, kind of come clean with you. Somebody stole this truth arrow from the flame chapel somewhere in this place here. Uh, we have a feeling someone like like this Zodor guy you're describing might have grabbed it. You heard anything on the streets about this? Son of a bitch. I told him don't get himself into any trouble. And he goes off and works with Zodor. I'll tell you, if I see Wist again, I'm going to give him the dry half treatment and Cut off his little flat nose. What does this what does this whist guy look like? Or what are some of the, the You don't the, know what he looks like. He's always changing his damn form. That's why we wanted his work around here. Well, there's gotta be some way of telling this guy. Some sort of calling card, a list, uh, or something. I don't know. Seems he's gone and worked for Zodor. Well, how about this? If we can bring Whist back to you. Maybe there's something in it for us. Maybe you can uh, reward us in uh, some sort of way. Uh, maybe you feel a little bit better knowing that guy's not around anymore. Yeah. Knowing your secrets, huh? Oh, we'll see about that. Oh, hey, before I go, I gotta ask. Erd looks directly at his ventilator. What the heck happened? What is that thing on your face? Little halfling kind of steps in and gets in between you guys. You don't want to be asking that around here. Well, I thought it was a pretty cool-looking thing. I mean, you're pretty scary with that thing on. Uh, I might want to get one myself. Or <laughs> just looks at him, breathing back at him. Are you going to buy something or what? Well, you're not going to share anyway, but uh, hey, thank you for letting us know about your buddy Wist, huh? Or just walks away. It was going so well. <laughs> so he goes back up to, to Garam and Graf. Oh, I guess that went better than I thought, huh? I thought I might have saw a thumbs up coming from you there. <laughs> I'm very proud. Erd is, Erd is pretty happy that, that things went well. Nice job. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, I guess that the changer guy might be this guy called Wist. 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 Yeah, he said he used to he used to work with this this Dryev guy, and uh, I guess he he betrayed him. He moved over to work with Zodor. I guess he pays a lot more. He's he's probably the one who is trafficking with this thing. Interesting. Interesting. So I guess your hunch about Zodor not giving you everything was correct. Yes, but if I go back there and say, hey, sounds like you didn't give me all the info, 
I don't have a feeling that that's going to go over well. Did they tell you how to find this whist guy? I, they just say he's a changer. You can't find him at all. There's no, there's no way to, to tell him. I mean, he said he works for Zodor, and that's about it. Looks like we have to go back to Zodor, guys. How do we handle this? Maybe we got to be a little bit more uh, forceful this time? Well, not necessarily. Or, or maybe we can come back and... Uh, Say we've gathered a little bit more information, and uh, we know that he has the uh, item we're looking for, and uh, we're willing to pay him for it. If we can get sight of that sight of the item, uh, maybe we can uh, acquire it uh, through some means. So Graf like bristles at this. He looks around. He's like, you know, do we want to be picking enemies with these guys? They seem more like our people than Mother Joanna. What's she gonna give us? Some arrows? Well, it is a job, right? Hmm. Garum, what do you think? We don't want to go making enemies around town for paltry rewards. The rewards seem pretty nice, although I can see that it doesn't really benefit either of you. I feel like you're making some sense. These these folks seem much closer to our ilk than uh, Mother Johanna there. I'm not saying we should join them, but I wouldn't want to make enemies with us. And if they're like us... And there's no real benefit, and we don't have strong leads. We may want to readjust our expectations. Or maybe we uh, go back to Mother Johanna, and uh, she can uh, sweeten the deal a little bit for us. Or we go to Zodor, and we say, hey, job's not worth it. What do you got for us? Maybe we can work with you. We'll, We'll learn some stuff. We can earn their trust, and maybe we'll find more jobs than these fetch quests do you still have that slip of paper i do i'd feel better about doing that if we go and pin that back up on the board always the boy scout it's funny considering how little you wanted to do that job hmm? but all right yeah we can pin it okay so you eventually go back to the gray beyond tavern and pin up the job request up on the job board all right that's up let's go see zodor is anybody there it's a smaller crowd. You know, the day is almost over. The sun has set. Let's talk to Reeson first, though. Reeson, anybody come by looking for me? Nope. No one's been around looking for you guys. Hmm. You guys are all over salvation today. We're having a day. Just walks away. What time is it? It's six o'clock. The sun's setting. Setting, but not set. Okay. All right. Well, it's risky, but why don't we go see Zodor and see what we can get? To Zodor. Before you know it, you head back to the outskirts of Salvation. And there at the mud pit again is Zodor's office. So what's the plan? Are we all going up this time? I will go up and announce that the three of us are here and we'll seek their welcome. We don't want to make them think we're intimidating them. Yeah, we can if we need to. But just keep your ears perked in case something goes not as planned. Do your thing. I find the ladder and give a quick listen just to see if I can tell if they're up there or if they're talking. You definitely hear a commotion from up in the shanty. When you say commotion, you just mean like normal, they're just hanging out? Like there's not like a fight happening or something? Yeah, you just hear like very active motion going on up there. There's definitely people up there. All right, so I'll start climbing and say, excuse me, I've returned. I've got a further question for you. I'll start climbing and kind of listen for like a 
what or what is it or go away you know unless they say like go away I'll continue climbing but I'm kind of just checking and making sure you know that they're not like pissed you hear a familiar cat like voice welcome uh, Zodor I've uh, I've returned and I've got a few questions for you and I'd like to introduce you to my crew members are we would you welcome us up as you reach the top of the platform, you see that there are two more extra bodies in the room. The two bodies are of familiar faces that you saw at the gray beyond, harassing that woman, that little gnome with the scar and the scabbly beard, and they seem to be in protection of Zodor. Hey, these guys, you didn't mention it was these guys, the little gnome starts speaking up. Oh my goodness! He starts beating his fist into his into his palm. Oh man! I didn't. I thought these guys went into the gray. And the other humans like, settle down now. Settle down now. We got a job here. Hey, I remember you. And we did go into the gray. And we came back. Good to see you again. Uh, what was your name? Little gnome speaks up. I don't have to give you that. Fred. So good to see you, Fred. Graf can't help himself from being like a little bit of a sarcastic bitch even though he's been trying to be really, like, earnest with these guys. I'm working for Zodor right now. I'm not going to tell you my name. Zodor, Zodor butts in. Ah, you've returned. I have, and that's actually why I'm here. I'd like to introduce you to my crew members. Um, And I look at Fred and say, you may remember them. And I look back at Zodor and say, we are new here, and we were looking around for jobs about town, and someone requested we find this trinket, which, between you and me, I care nothing for religion, and I care nothing for what she promised us for its return, etc., etc. He seems to be waving his hand, like, wrap it up. You're a long-winded one. <laughs> You've seen nothing yet, but can my friends come up? We're looking for jobs. <sighs> and he sort of leans back against the wall, and shy bucks and rolls are sort of look over to each other and then back at Zodor. A job, huh? My, my, my. Oh, I did not expect this. Though your two compatriots, hmm, don't know if I want them up here just yet. Well, that's understandable. I mean, a lot of firepower in a small space. Well, we can all just meet downstairs. I'd much rather have you down there and us up here. Clearly, that's the best position to be in, if you allow us. So you're saying I should go back downstairs, and y'all should stay up here? If you'd like, unless you'd want trouble up here with my two new hired men. No trouble. And I just look at Fred again. We like avoiding trouble. Right, Fred? And I climb down the ladder. As you descend the ladder down at the base level with Erd and Garum, you see that Zodor hangs off the ledge off the top, looking down at you guys with shy bucks and rolls next to him and his two hired henchmen beyond that. I figured you guys would be back, and I didn't realize the three of you would come all this way. Now you come looking for a job? My, 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 you send me through a loop. So, Zodor, this is my compatriot, Garum, and this is Erd, and we just realized... None of us felt comfortable in that church with that hot goods sweetheart Joanna. And we realized we'd rather be working in your circles. What an interesting turn of events. Did not expect this to happen. Zodor starts stroking his little fine feline whiskers on his face. 
well, well, well. Perhaps you will become an asset after all. How do I know I can trust you? Just look at us, come on. You know you can trust us. Looks can be deceiving. We showed up here twice. We're not scared of you or anybody. We can keep up with anyone, you know it. Just look at us. Graf just looks at Erd and says, thank you, Erd. And also, I figured out that you were lying to me about Wist and the shape changing, but I decided to come back and work with someone who's so comfortable about town. Ah, you've learned of his name. Well, perhaps you can help me track him down. Well, he's betrayed you too now? He's gone into the gray as ordered. Ah, son of a bitch. (laughs) Graf doesn't say that. John said that. (laughs) Graf keeps his cool at this moment. Who ordered him? Zodor raises his little feline paw. And seeming as though you guys are the ones to come back from the gray as of late, you can work for me and track down Wist. Then you know what question I'm about to ask next. Well, spit it out, puppy dog. What are you waiting for? What's in it for us? Hmm. I'll cut you in on the deal that I was going to make. That arrow of truth has some interesting buyers. I'm listening. I can't believe that Wist has taken it from me. We had a deal straightforward. If you can track down Wist, I can't believe he took the arrow of truth with him. Where can we find Wist? Where'd you send him? I sent Wist into the gray to a, a former artillery piece. Sorry, when you say artillery piece, what does that mean? Is that a thing? So this artillery piece is a Kenneth creation that channels battle magic and used to send it across battlefields, great distances. You can imagine it like a giant cannon. And I think Wist has taken this arrow of truth there. Hmm. Interesting. So is that what you were trying to recover from the gray? Or at least the power that it harnessed. I think Wist has ulterior motives with that arrow of truth. Interesting. Uh, Zodor, you, you, you've obviously seen this Wist guy. Do you know uh, what type of forms he might be taking? Wist's forms come in many shapes. Uh, most of the time, we deal with his neutral sort of shape. It's a sad, sorry, gray form. Most fitting for the gray. Oh. Okay. I mean, honestly, right? I mean, if we find this place in the gray, if anyone's there, odds are it's him. How many days' journey is it in into the gray. You're lucky this artillery piece was right on the border of Breland and Sire. It's nothing more than a day. Excellent, then we will be back soon. We'll do this for you. We'll go in, we'll seek the artillery piece, and we'll seek its power source, and we'll seek Wist, and we'll do it. We'll make this happen for you, but who are the buyers? I can't mention them right now. Once we've earned your trust, then we can discuss. Just stay focused on the artillery piece and remember salvation in your hearts. <laughs> I say we uh, gear up in uh, salvation and uh, head out. Zodor, we'll return in a day or so. As you depart your way from the shanty, you see Zodor standing there with his hired henchmen, extending and retracting his claws, looking at his new hired hands. He and I are both wondering if we just made a powerful ally or a bitter enemy. This is Season 1 of Eberron Chronicles, Oracle of War, DM'd by Alex LaFerrier, played by Andrew Gallagher, Ian Selig, and John Selig, and is an Orange Eyes creative work. This is one chapter of Episode 1, The Nightland, by Sean Merwin, written as a D&D Adventurers League campaign, 
influence this game and story at eberronchronicles.com. Tune in next week when our adventurers encounter... Oh boy, well, this doesn't look good. A stab of angry lightning illuminates the artillery piece on the horizon. A huge cannon angled at the sky. Do you see that? Can we run away if we want to? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's kind of weird because I'm trying to kind of snap, but I'm kind of trying to do it quietly. Like a jazz snap. Do it. Do the thing. (laughs) Guys. Nice work, Erd. Subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Email the show directly at speakingstone at eberronchronicles.com. We really do read every email from the fans. You are our dragon shards and keep this show powered.